0: what is up cycling oklahoma uh we have another great episode today and another amazing tulsa night tulsa what i don't know what you call someone from from tulsa but we have someone else from tulsa and uh tanner is amazing and if it wasn't for people like tanner then things in the cycling community in Oklahoma would not exist. I think you're really going to like this episode. We get into everything cyclocross. And uh, Tanner has done an incredible job of growing cycling in Oklahoma, not only from what he's doing and has done with junior programs, uh, timing systems whenever it comes to races, to his own racing and all the things cyclocross related and as many people say and uh, they say it basically all year round that cross is coming but officially cross is coming and cross is here so this episode, we go over all things cyclocross in Oklahoma. Uh, we talk about all the amazing events that are coming up, and the schedule will be in the show notes. I would love to see people get out and race some cyclocross this year. It is so ridiculously hard. It is so ridiculously fun. Um, if you don't want to race it, go to an event, heckle people. The atmosphere in Cross is like unlike anything else uh, in any other cycling event. It's just it's such a cool, different vibe. So, uh if you know me and uh know my cycling adventures i like all things dirt related so cyclocross falls into that world i do not know if i'll be doing any events this year but i definitely want to try to get to at least one or two uh they hurt so good and they're so much fun but uh they they are great and tanner is right in the middle of all of it and doing all the things that uh promote cyclocross in oklahoma so it's got a really cool story So please, uh, make sure you listen to this, enjoy it. Uh, there's a lot of cool things going on and cyclocross. Hopefully we'll be making a comeback in Oklahoma. I feel like it's kind of been a little bit dormant recently. Tulsa still has a good vibe. Oklahoma city. It's not so much. So hopefully, uh, things will kind of start kicking up and that, that scene will kind of get revived a little bit because it is a lot of fun. Um, but just like all the episodes, I think you're going to love it. And I want to say thank you so much for listening We are still looking for sponsors. Uh, We've been able to do amazing things with More Overhead Door. They've been able to step up and help, and it has been a huge help for the podcast. And we've been able to give that money back to the cycling community, and I can't think More Overhead Door enough. These guys are amazing. I know I say it every single time, but they're out racing their bikes, and they're in the community. So if they are in the community and they are supporting us, the least we can do is support them whenever we need to have a garage door fixed or looked at or um, you're building a new house, or you want to remodel and you're looking for something to spice up the outside of your house. Contact more overhead doors, um, support people that support us. They are a great group and I cannot thank them enough for all the help that they've, that they've given to us and the cycling community. So reach out to them. They're located in Moore, Oklahoma. Their phone number is 405-799-9214, 405-799-9214. You can find them on all the socials and all the Googles and all the things. uh, But please reach out to them if you have any needs whatsoever when it comes to fixing, repairing, new garage doors, new construction, any of that kind of thing. So thank you guys so much for stepping up and helping uh, support the podcast and the local cycling community. Uh, as many of you know it is uh, dirt season and gravel season is firing back up with the G3 series in Oklahoma and Osage Passage and Truffle Shuffle and all these great things and events going on Oklahoma is amazing in the fall and in the winter months for cycling so please get out support these grassroots events support our local events if you can't or don't want to race go volunteer um, come support racers whatever it takes but it is that time of year where um, a lot of really fun cool events are happening all over our state so and i know when i say all of our state it's everything from western oklahoma to enid tulsa northeast oklahoma like i know lawton has or uh, medicine park has a six hour or five hour event so there's all kinds of things happening so get out enjoy the bike enjoy being healthy and uh when you're out there you know what just wave at people be nice support each other and that's what this whole crazy little world is all about so thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoy this episode and again we are continuing to look for more sponsors um, to continue this podcast and growing it and do some different things. So, you can see our beautiful faces on uh, YouTube now. So, if you don't like to listen and you want to see how pretty we really are outside of when I have Alan on here, um, then yeah, go watch us on YouTube. So, it's just Cycling Oklahoma on YouTube and you can watch the interviews instead of just listening to them. And hopefully, we'll have some cool content coming there um, at some point too. So, I won't hold you up anymore. Enjoy this podcast. It's a good one. All right, we are live. Tanner, this one, we we have actually tried to get this one for like well over a year.
1: Yeah, I think it was maybe during, uh, even during COVID. And then it was like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. This has been a really long time coming, but (laughs) it happened to fall at the perfect timing because it's your season. Yep, cyclocross is right around the corner. Um, Fall is in swing. (laughs) Yeah, so as, well, we just talked about Drummond, as Mr. Drummond would say, cross is coming. Yeah,
1: yep, always,
0: and it's here now. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is the perfect time of year for us to have this episode and for your you to talk about all the awesome things that you guys have going in Tulsa and with the flyers. And I even saw the I think the email that you sent today with the cycle cross schedule and stuff, you guys are jumping in with some Bentonville stuff. So I'm yep. super excited to get into that. Um first, I guess let's just lead it off with kind of telling people who you are and, and and where you're from and and what's going on with you.
1: Yeah. So uh I'm I'm originally from Western Kansas, um, grew up there, uh, went to school in a small town, worked for a farmer every summer until I actually graduated college. Uh, I love Western Kansas. It's very flat, but I, I came to visit Tulsa, Oklahoma one time for a, a college visit uh, here in Tulsa at ORU, and it rained the whole weekend. It was in April, and there were trees. So <laughs> I was like, man, this is a really beautiful place. And when I graduated college, I just I just didn't want to leave, so ended up getting a job as a teacher here in Jinx. and um, um uh, just started my 18th year of teaching. Wow! So kind of kind of fell in love with the sport of cycling through ORU. Um, we have uh, just a, a program there that requires you to have you know basically you have to take a PE class each semester. Gotcha. So uh, and and I chose Introduction to Mountain Biking as my first semester That's a course. Class? Yeah, yeah, it's great. How it was awesome really great. Is that? Yeah, we would we would meet at Turkey. Um, I think once a week for like four or five weeks, and then have a final, which was basically just um, you had a chance to either go ride the Womble Trail in Arkansas for your final, which was uh, on a weekend, a long weekend. Um, and I signed up, borrowed a bike from a, a Wingmate that had a clip pedals. Um, I think it was a 26 inch full suspension Epic, which I didn't know any different, but I had a great bike. Uh, right, that was me like a- Camelback good as it could be back then oh i know yeah it was great so went over and rode the the entire womble trail camped in the woods swam in the river you know ate canned food on the fire it was awesome <laughs> and that was your final yeah yeah so Any from then on it was it was all it was on you know t-shirt and shorts riding every every By time yourself? i put at turkey uh no we had some i had some good friends that we would ride with pretty consistently not everybody was really interested in um i mean as addicted I guess you could say as I was but we had turkey mountain
0: close by and um just rode the heck out of our bikes did you, did um, you go do your final by yourself or did you do that with a couple of buddies
1: sorry no yeah so our our professor would he just gave us like a a pin which was kind of funny because that was back in the day of like MapQuest. yeah and he's like you know I'll meet you in mount ida and that was it and we would just like carpool to mount ida you know freshman high school you know sophomore kids in college oh not gosh. really sure where we were going and we would we would find this campsite and uh, spend the weekend there. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that it was, is. so you didn't ride at all growing up.
1: No. uh. Uh-uh. I mean, you, you know, around the neighborhood, but yeah. 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 I played baseball, football, basketball okay. in high school okay. and um, ended up really falling in love with the sport um, through
0: college. Okay. And then, so you started with the mountain bike. You started with the dirt stuff. Yep. Gotcha.
1: yep rode around on turkey and I, I just remember, um we had to have insurance at college, and I remember just forging my insurance number, like I just made one up on the form, and i uh, there were many times I was at Turkey mountain just you know raging down these trails thinking, you know, I'm not insured if something were to happen
0: here, <laughs> yeah, that's for forgiveness, but, uh,
1: yeah exactly, but we <laughs> we had good times, man it, that was and that was back in the day when turkey was really, really gnarly
0: too so. that's when turkey was turkey, yeah, I mean well, since we're talking about turkey and we get any farther than that. What do you think about the changes since you started on it on a 26 er like yeah. back when it was like the nasty, crazy stuff. And now it's got these like smooth, beautiful downhill jump lines and signs and all the stuff. Like mm-hmm. I know some of the old timers like, like eh, it's not Turkey anymore. I mean, But how do you feel about it now that it's changed?
1: There's probably 10 percent of me that feels that way. Like uh, it's old. You know, where's old Turkey? But you can still find old Turkey. I mean, but when you go up there and. You know, there's three times as many people there's I mean, my daughter and I and um, her friend, we went out and did, you know, 15 miles on Turkey. We would never do that with a 10 year old kid, you know. So (laughs) I mean, now it's oh, it's great now. You know, Uh, I really I mean, I I, I really appreciate what they've done. It's just creating access for so many more people,
0: you know. Right. Yeah. It's I mean, I didn't know when it was like full on Turkey. I didn't go up there. I went I went Mm -hmm. one time and I was like this sucks like coming from here like riding draper right and you come up there and you're like what is a rock and then yeah (laughs) and it's a maze so you have no clue where you're at or where you're going and you take a turn and you end up right back in the same spot and you're like i didn't even i didn't even take this turn last time (laughs) and how did i end up here like it was yeah it was so like it was a cluster but
1: yeah there it took time to get to get to memorize the trail yeah it's uh and i still think you know, a, a small taste of what that used to be is the Washita Challenge. You go over and race mm-hmm. that race, and you're like, "Oh, this is 1990s mountain biking." You know, yeah. there's some really great sections, and then there's some there's some sections that you just you don't want to ride again. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah,
0: for sure, it's still so, out there. <laughs> okay, well, well, there was the, see the Tour de Dirt ended there two years ago, and I felt like that was the best balance of for Oklahoma city people and Tulsa mm-hmm. because like there was some really fun flow stuff that made it livable for us. And then there was a the back section of just like, and I, that has, of course, everything up there has a name and I don't remember the name of it, but it was just, just this rock chunk for like ever, it seemed like. And so that was like a good taste of getting back into the old Turkey kind of segment, yeah. but it wasn't yeah. like, for eight miles. So it yeah, a, right, right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ray did a good job. He was trying to trying to make it a little more tame in mm-hmm. spots,
0: but yeah, you still. It's nice to have a good mix. Yeah, I think that's the way it should be, and it makes it good for everyone. It makes it an advantage for everyone, so it's kind of mm-hmm. nice. So mm-hmm. after uh, after you did your <laughs> amazing class in college, where did it progress to from there?
1: uh So you know the the old adage: if you want to be fast on the mountain bike, you got to have a road bike. So I ended up borrowing a road bike with down tube shifters and, uh, kind of, you know, just getting into the sport, found out about a group ride on Wednesday nights and would go out and, uh, you know, r- ride really hard and get dropped consistently. <laughs> and then eventually stuck it, you know, I was able to finish with the group and felt really happy with that. Uh, I had a part-time job at Sun and Ski. So I, mm-hmm. I used my, my money to, and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, purchasing power of working at a bike shop to get my first road bike and you know full carbon ultegra 10 2x10 so it was you know like a 17 pound bike uh and that was it you know yeah just just riding a ton um and then tried out some cyclocross on my mountain bike you know and then ended up getting a cross bike and uh just just been
0: loving it ever since did you do any races or anything in college
1: uh, yeah, we did. Actually, we took a couple of trips, uh, which reminded me, I think, I think the Chris Drummond episode reminded me of, we went to elk city one time and I remember that race. I rode with a stick in my hand because the the clay was so bad. And, uh, my buddy, it was a uh, Logan Luker. We just, we crashed in a hotel cause it rained all night. We were going to camp. And then, um, you know, if that's any indication, like two inches of rain at Elk city, we just, I think I threw my shoes in the dumpster on the way out the, out the gate. I was like, I'm never coming back to this place. (laughs) No, it's just like, it is truly like red clay. Yeah. 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 We did that one. I did 12 miles of hell a couple of times with a buddy of mine. That was a long drive. Did a few local, um, little tour to dirt races, but never really
0: got into serious racing until, um, you know, probably out of college. Okay. So after you got up. Sorry, my dog is laying right beside. You. I told you he would show up on the episode. I was <laughs> right. going to show up on every episode. So he decides to find a hard plastic bone and chew it on the wood floor right next to me. So, well, it, it'll be a matter of time till he goes gets a squeaky avocado. I'm sure, which yeah. is always always fun. Um, so after after college, and did you you start teaching right out of school? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So
1: basically, got married that summer, and then um, I did my student teaching at Jinx, and they ended up calling me like late July. Uh, needed a needed a science teacher and it was great perfect spot I mean and teaching is awesome because I I mean I love you know interacting with high school kids but it also affords you so much time you know after school on the weekends spring break holidays to to really travel with your kids mm-hmm. to you know to, to host races which I get to do to go to races so it, it's been good.
0: So when did you like become full hook line and sinker in cycling and be like This is my, like, I'm all in, and I want to start, like, for real, for real racing and start doing events and all stuff. What was the transition, and what made that happen?
1: Man, I I don't really know. Um, Honestly, I I think there was a progression in the sport where I just kind of kept racing and kept getting, you know, a little bit more intrigued by racing. And I think some local stuff was what was kind of got me hooked. There was a guy that used to live here, Raton Parmain, um, who worked for – or actually – he was part of the BOT team, Bicycles of Tulsa team, and he was big into cyclocross. And we ended up going to a race that he put on, and that was my first race on my mountain bike. Hmm. Uh, and then I kind of got heckled the entire time about, you know, how heavy my bike was and how slow my bike was. And um, and then eventually got a cross bike. Uh, and there was another great race out here called at Post Oak that another team hmm. put on. And that's kind of when there was a um, race I just, in Post Oak. Oh yeah, it was awesome. They only did it yeah. once cuz it was super muddy and there was a huge hill yeah. and we
0: I think we thrashed the the venue pretty harsh. It was I've, I've done a tra- I've done some trail races there, running yeah. races and I if if in the race in the run there's like two or three massive hills, I cannot imagine climbing up some of them that was on a bike.
1: Yeah, there was one only that we went up uh and it was just a long grass climb. You yep. had to almost run the second half of it because it was so muddy. <laughs> And they had a, they had a tent on top of the fire, you know, and it was, it was a, it was a really fun day. Cause it was like our first real muddy race. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after that kind of getting to the sport, I, I just decided that I wanted to try and host a bigger event. Um, and we with, with, um, a good friend of mine, Mike Gillen and our team, we just were like, Hey, we could put on a two or three day cyclocross race hmm. here in Tulsa. And that's how, kind of how Rutzen got started. Um, and originally it was, it was really, a. It was on what probably should have been a short track mountain bike course. There was enough rock uh, that we we probably should have been <laughs> riding mountain bikes, but we ended up starting that event and worked in um, um, basically side by side with Raton because he would put on the Saturday night event. Mm-hmm. So we would do Friday night, he would do Saturday, then we would bring it back for Sunday. So what ended year up making was a, that? And it's it's probably been about I'm thinking like 2011 or 12. It's okay. been a little over 10 years. Okay. Um, and that was, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was, we, we had a venue out by Bass Pro Shop. I don't know if you ever came out and raced any of those early cross races over I here. I did.
0: But. Um, let's see. Which ones did I do? I did. I didn't come to that one. That was when I was working at Schlegels. I came up and did um, Mohawk. Okay. Yep. i done that one and I've done, um, let's see, where was the other one that I did up there? Um. Gosh, it might've been a, at Chandler park or it might've, yeah, it might've been... been it. That might've been it. Yeah. There's the auto <laughs> here squeaking. Yeah. You know, i try to grab it. He backs up and I can't get it. So we're going to have to sneak attack him here in a second. Um, yeah. I, I, and I never came up to ruts and guts cause I was always working and wasn't able to make it up cause we had to work Saturdays and like, and then I was like, I'm not coming up on Sunday. Like there's no way. And that's whenever, and it was legit. There was a lot of like fast, fast dudes that came up to that race. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, I have to get this them there. All right. now he just wants attention okay, this is podcasting and internet gold here for people, this is, sorry, so um, so when you started that, was it just because you wanted a like, big event, like you wanted more races or was it like, hey, I think we can make some money here and we want to, you know, grow like, what was the, the reason, because putting on a race is it's, miserable. yeah
1: it, it's a lot of work, and I, <laughs> I definitely yeah, I attribute my um, some of my summer my summer farm work to I guess my work ethic. I there is there is nothing more peaceful than sort of being out in a field putting stakes in the ground. Um, you know, after that happens, it, then it gets really harsh with the work because you're up late, up early. Yeah, um, it is a busy weekend, but Especially initially in it wasn't. Days. Oh yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. And that ruts and guts was tough because that Friday night race we would we had like ten light towers we put up. And then we had to go in storms. So they wouldn't get stolen. So we weren't in bed till midnight, you know, but, uh, the, the initial event wasn't, and I should say this, you know, none of my events are, are in order to make money. Right. Um, my, my kind of motto is I, I love Tulsa and I love cycling and I like to see those two things come together. Um, you know, and, and our, our dream for ruts and guts was to create something kind of like jingle cross. Cause we had seen, you know uh basically videos of this from a lot of behind the barriers you know that was that was another huge part of my my love for cyclocross is just watching you know what happened around the country with behind the barriers and the usgp and we wanted to kind of bring something like that to tulsa that would draw people and you know a one-day event no most people don't drive four hours for that but if they can be there for two or three days and
0: race and make some money you know you're likely to draw more more individuals was there anything like like ruts and guts around at that time. I mean, from, as far as I know, that's the only thing that's like that. That's a couple of day event in the cyclocross, especially in this part, I don't know anything, but I've never been deep in the cyclocross scene. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. That I know of, I think that was the only event. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the only event. I mean, there were maybe some two day events in Kansas city. They had a, for a while they had one up in uh, Missouri, And then like Big Shark Racing put on a UCI event like midweek up in St. Louis, like a cross race for a couple of years. Um, But yeah, nothing like that. At least Oklahoma, Texas, um, you know, not a three day event like that.
0: So when did you. So as far as your racing schedule and whenever you were like, what made you think cyclocross is the thing like over mountain bike? Because, you know, usually people find their thing like whichever one it is, it's crit racing or it's mountain biking or multi sport or whatever it is. What was it that about Cyclocross that made you be like, this is it? Because if anybody think- hasn't tried cyclocross, like we were talking about <laughs> earlier, it is so fun when you're done. Like it's a blast yeah. when you're when it's over and you're having a beer with the guys. Yeah. It is miserable in the <laughs> middle of it, and then you're having fun, and then it's really hard again, and then it's yeah. over and you're like, best time ever.
1: Yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know how to kind of, um, you know, put that in a, in a bottle because you're right. It's, it's terrible. I explained that to people. I'm like, this is going to be a terrible experience when you're done. Yeah. You're going to, you're gonna be like, oh man, wow. I did that. And I I think for me, cyclocross was, um, it's, it's off road. So it's sort of like mountain bike, but it's also, it's like a crit. You're seeing the same people over and over every lap. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of in this nice venue where, where everything is contained. You're also off road. Uh, so you're, you're not, you're not worried about hitting the deck, you know, on, on pavement, you know, bumping bars in a crit or something like that and losing some skin. And then there's that technical skill that you have to kind of hone. So it's, it's kind of like, I mean, a lot of sports are like this, but the more you practice, you know, the better you can get and the more time you can shave off, uh, in a crit, you know, you can get more fit, I guess, but you, your technical skill really isn't as
0: necessary as it would be in cross or in mountain bike. Right. Yeah. And that's what kind of like really pulled you in is that because I mean, with mountain biking, I feel like mountain biking is very similar because I came from a golf background. So mountain biking is very similar to golf. Like you're never going to have a perfect run. Mm -hmm. There's always gonna be like, damn it, that one corner or that one obstacle or something like there's always gonna be something to clean up. There's always gonna be something to perfect, always something to get better at. And same with cyclocross and Mm -hmm. maybe more so in cyclocross because Man, when that year that I the years couple of years that I did it, it was like every time I was like, "Oh, that's decent," and then I'd go to an event and I'm like, "How am I so awful at this? <laughs> like, I'm so bad." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's easy to get
1: uh, where you you start feeling a little confident, right, and then you mix in with some other guys uh, yeah. that just blow your doors off, right, and then and then your goal is to not get lapped, you know, and that's that's how <laughs> yeah. I feel like. I'm not, I'm not great where I was ever racing at the front with the, like those fast guys, you know, like Mm -hmm. we come over to OKC and, you know, like you said, you've got Drummond and Malad and um, Dylan um, Postier was in there as well. You've got three or four guys that are, that are really rolling. Um, You know, you're there for half a lap, but then after that, it's like, okay, if I can just not get lapped, you know, so it becomes a time trial. um, And Mm -hmm. I found a lot, I found it a lot more rewarding when we get to bigger races and we get to race with a lot more people. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're mixing in and you're always, you know, kind of chasing somebody or trying not to get caught, but
0: right. Yeah. It is very engaging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, while we're on ruts and guts and and the things that you have going, I want, let's just kind of finish up and wrap up that whole thing, but you the, t- the Oklahoma scene and we were kind of talking about it earlier the Oklahoma scene it really for cross is just it's dead like it's completely gone away um once Drummond, I mean and it's just call it what it is I mean it was not sugarcoated um you know because there for a, for a while um Tony was doing events and he was hot and heavy into to cross and that's whenever it was Charlie's um and then and they were putting and then Malat and uh Paul I think was going out and setting up the Wednesday night uh practices and we had this like awesome venue for practices like the soccer field had the big hills it was so cool mm-hmm. um and drummond was around was racing uh hard so we had a bunch of like four or five like good cross leader oh and celestial uh sheridan Sheridan's um, always done, yeah sheridan's always been a great and he did a practice uh during the week um at the mm-hmm. kids park here in the city um so we had a good group of like five or six like leaders in the community that were doing that people have kind of uh, for whatever reason the ones that are still here have not continued to do it and some have moved away and the scene really truly has just gone to zero here um mm-hmm. that you know i think there's a few things that are trying to pop back up which i love that because anything dirt related i'm gonna have support and be in because i love the dirt scene so yeah. um but what what has made tulsa so freaking hot and heavy with cross and it's never wavered it's even maybe gotten stronger
1: yeah, uh, I would say that our our staple event really is our Tuesday night cross practice. Uh, and that's it's, it's just like we we've always had a crit practice uh, for a while. It was a Tuesday night crit practice. And that's kind of wavered a little bit just because we don't have the manpower or the venue. But we've always had a Tuesday night practice. And I feel like it's been since probably 2010, um, okay. 13 or 14 years we've had it now. And it's like it used to be five bucks a night. You come out, pay. We set up a course race you know we add barriers we add run-ups so all these practice sort of uh features and and we've just kind of stayed steady with that we've seen a huge drop off probably oh in the last 5 years really with the birth of gravel i mean yeah. you've got again you you know you explained how hard and how terrible it is uh, you can drink beer and have a party and not bleed through your eyeballs by riding <laughs> gravel you know so right. people choose that instead and it, it and i don't i don't fault them for it but uh, we've, we've, in the last probably year or two, we've seen sort of a little bit of a resurgence, which has been great. Um, we just kind of pressed on here with our practice cross races. Uh, we do a C race for beginners. We do a B race. We have a kid's uh, lap or two laps for, you know, little kids. And then we do our A race. And we've really had a, I mean, we had a great turnout the other night. Uh, this week there was a chance of rain, but last week we had almost 70 people out.
0: Holy cow. So, yeah, it, it was great. Wow. 70. Yeah. That's incredible. And that's a, I mean, do you do you guys have um, do you have a big group of newbies or is it or do you guys have a really solid, like strong group of like legit racers?
1: I'd say both. We've got a lot of a lot of new people that just want to come out and have fun. And then we've got people that are getting more interested in actually racing. Right. Now, not all those will translate into racers like at, a, at an event. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of that's just confidence, you know, feeling confident on your bike, knowing there's going to be barriers and stuff there. Some of it's your weekend is busy cause your kids play soccer, you know? Right. Um, but we're, we're trying to get where those people will translate into, you know, into weekend racers.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. And then like, who are the, who are the studs up there right now? Uh, <laughs> cause I know there's mo- always a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Right now there are juniors. Um, yeah. we, we wish we had, I mean, because before Chris moved to Bentonville, you know, he was over here racing, and Jake Lasley was pretty. Um, they yeah. were they were very consistent with their team coming out, you know, and they were it was always trying not to get lapped by Chris, but now they they haven't been out much. But yeah. really, it's we've got three or four junior flyers racers that are really fast. Um, there's another. There's a couple other local guys that are that are pretty fast. We just need more more firepower because mm-hmm. uh, these kids are racing each other, and they need somebody to come kick their teeth in. Is, is Jake still racing cross? He is. Yep. Yep. But he runs the shop. So sometimes yeah. he can't make it out by the time, you know, we get rolling.
0: Yeah. yeah. So the kids are beating up on everybody.
1: <laughs> yes, they are. How old yeah. are they? Uh, my son is 14. Um, okay. And there's another kid, Luke, who's not so much a kid anymore. He's I think 19 or 20 now. He's He was a former flyer, still is. Okay. And then um, I, my son's friend, Leaf, he's also a flyer. He's uh, I think 14 as well or 15. Okay. So gotcha. Yep.
0: Okay. And well, and there was, uh, whatever happened to the two kids that, that raced a lot with Drummond's? I think they may have been brothers. Do you No, you you're,
1: you're not talking, I mean, hmm, not Ryan Drummond.
0: No, you're talking about. They, they hung out with Ryan and they went to all the races. Uh, the Drummond's took them to all the races as well. And I can't ever remember, uh, what their names were.
1: Oh, are you talking about uh, Malachi and Xavier? Yes. Y- maybe. Yes. They yeah. are. they were, um, they were Flyers as well. They weren't brothers, but they were. Okay. Yeah, they were they were great kids as well. There, so Malachi is now he walked on the basketball team at OSU. Really, so his yeah, his last three years of high school, he kind of got really committed to basketball. He was a super um, tall one. Yes. Yep, yeah. 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 Super. Uh, he's got great finesse on a bike. I mean, the kid's got yeah. skill. He can and he can beat you on a bad day. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just yeah, to, were he good. get back in shape. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Xavier, he's not racing anymore either. He stepped okay. out of the sport, but
0: yeah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because I, I hadn't seen those kids in a long time. And I just like didn't know if they just had aged out and moved on in life or what had happened to them. So yeah, yeah we, so. we hope they'll get back into the sport. I mean, that's the great
1: thing about cycling. You can always come back, you know.
0: Yeah, and it usually happens that way once you kind of get older and things change mm-hmm. and you get out and calm down. So um, so let's talk about the flyer since we're we're talking about how these kids keep whooping up on all you old guys. What sure what is going on with that group of kids? They're freaking fast.
1: Yeah. We're, we're getting faster. That's for sure. We, we try to make, um, you know, riding fun for me. That's the biggest thing I, and my wife says it's not always fun for everybody, you know, cause I, whenever I get on a bike, I'm like, uh, you know, I love it. You're outside, uh-huh. you know, you're sharing experience with other people. Yeah. There's, there's training and there's intervals and some, some of it gets hard, but, uh, you know, we just try to make the ride fun, whether that's a destination ride, riding with friends, I mean, this weekend we just did uh, a little adventure ride up in Kansas. There's a hmm. there's like a rails to trails up there. We did a couple of of days. We did like a little credit card tour with some more. Really? Kids. Yeah. Right thing, up yeah. to uh, there's a there's a trail called the Prairie Spirit Trail, which runs from Inola up to Ottawa. Okay. Um, and then and then that tees in with the Kansas Trail. I'm sorry, the Flint Hills Trail, which runs sort of east to west from Ozawatomi over to Council Grove. And mm-hmm. we rode from
0: Ottawa up to Topeka, stayed the night, and then came back the next day. How many um, miles be- were, or I didn't realize they had rails to trails right in that area.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we did 55 on uh, Saturday, and then we did 65 because we took a little detour. But
0: Nice. Yeah, just it, just keeping it is fun. Is this for like them. good, crushed, like the Katy Trail?
1: Yes, yes. So oh. in some spots. They're still developing some of it, but about, I'd say, 85% of it was that some spots we were off on um, like gravel roads on connectors.
0: Okay. So it, it's good stuff. Yeah. Is it, is uh, it pretty easy to navigate as far as like convenience stores and things like that?
1: Oh yeah. I can send you the, the link. They actually have two online platforms that are, oh, that are great. Just like the Katie trail cool. where they tell you, you know, amenities hotels. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes. That's super cool. Cause I know people are always looking for bike and pack- bike packing season. People are always looking for adventures. And we did uh Katie trail, me and a buddy one time and mm-hmm. uh, we did it in, 2 days, 1 night and we took we took way too much gear and way too much bike. Like, we, <laughs> yeah. we we didn't know what we were getting into. We're like, man, gravel was just big long ride. We should t-. and I'm like, man, we could have rode this on like road tires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah, this one's ha- has a couple of spots where you, you know, I think we rode 33c tires and it was it okay. was good.
0: Okay. Yeah, definitely worth so, it. But So for people that don't know what the flyers is, like who they are and what they what they do, kind of give a mm-hmm. Quick, like rundown of of what the flyers are. I just know them as like super fast kids that that beat up on me every time I see them on mountain biking.
1: Yeah, so we, you know, we started the program. um, It's been twelve years ago now, roughly. My son was two. Um, Referencing back to that Wednesday night ride that was the citywide ride that I, you know, kind of cut my teeth on getting faster, and I realized, you know, I'm gone every Wednesday and my kids at home, you know, and then we didn't really have a kids' version of that, so we meet right by our river trail. And I just kind of thought, well, we should start a kids ride, you know, and in my in my mind, I'd kind of always wanted to have something like that just for my kids. And that's kind of the birth of the Flyers. Yeah, so ever since then, we've we've been you know, trying to connect with fun rides or races that we can take the kids to. You know, we, we kind of we kind of are active on three different levels, like just in our city. Right. So we've got like an April to June um, every week River Trail ride where we kind of train up for Tulsa tough. That's kind of our, our culmination. You know, we have a big cookout and then any kids that are, that we, you know, are advancing or want to be engaging or want to ride more, you know, we've got group rides every weekend, just about, and those are, those are, you know, not just flyers rides. We'll typically mooch off, you know, a local group ride. So right. we'll just get these kids in the, in the group and they're, they're doing, you know, 50, 60 mile rides with all the adults, you know, and then, we transition into my favorite season cyclocross, you know, and I, that's where we're a little more detailed, right? I've got this, this schedule lined out of all the local events, our practice races, you know, um, these are regional races this year. We're going to go to, um, Trek cup with a couple of our faster kids. Wow. And then we're, we always go to Cincinnati, which, uh, that's a, that's a favorite for a lot of our kids.
0: And um, is there like, what are the age groups of the kids for the flyers and is there like a, uh, Like a fee that's associated with it? Like how do they get plugged into the flyers?
1: Yeah, so no fee. Um, And really we say anyone that's on a strider, uh, no training wheels really. Uh, Because what we do is on our Wednesday night, we've got a group that does like three miles. They'll ride to the playground and back. Uh, We've got a group (laughs) that does. (laughs) Yeah, they just, they'll go over there and they'll hang out for 20 minutes and then ride back. (laughs) Uh, And that's about the time that our 10 mile group is getting back. Um, We ride down the trail to the Bear Fountains. And then we have a group that does about 20 miles. They're actually out on the road doing our shortest Wednesday night loop. And then now our faster kids are actually riding with the the cat one, cat twos, you know, like in the field, you know, trying to just hang in there. And some of them are are actually pushing the pace a little bit, which is which is fun to see too. Crazy. So we kind of are like arms wide open, you know. We want to facilitate racing, but but mostly just enjoying the sport. So if kids just want to ride, you know, they can jump in with us and that second group on the, on the river trails where they really learn their pack skills. So we, mm-hmm. you know, we ride two by two down a, down a river trail, you know, and we've got five or 10 kids that we try to keep kind of in a group. And that's kind of where they just begin. How many kids do you have? Oh, uh, you know, I, it's hard to say, like, I don't necessarily keep count, but I think we probably had about 20 to 30 kids out on Tuesday night across um not all of those are ours but they are you know from other teams but for flyers we've probably got about 25 kids that are going to
0: race cross that are racing cross only
1: uh yeah yeah that's crazy and and they were they were in on a lot of our group rides as well but they're they're pretty committed to cross you know and we've had we've slowly grown um you know over the years we probably have about 40 or 50 bikes now that we have these kids on so yeah thanks to you know our, our our funders and our supporters we're 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 trying to get our kids on you know good quality bikes. We so it's we kind of to- like
0: bike club, just not associated with the school program. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, but you guys we, are like next level, right? Yes, yeah. right. We we More would like to be in. we would like to be the next step, sort of. Yeah. And for a while, we were we were working with bike club, mm-hmm. um, you know, to get those kids out into the into the
0: sport, you know, and
1: not right. just in a school program.
0: Or graduate yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah right. Right. That's super cool, man. I mean, talk yeah. about growing the sport. Like, that's what cycling needs is mm-hmm. growing the sport that way. I mean, like I said before, I like come from golf and I know all the the, the programs of like all the clinics and camps and all the stuff like I grew up in at the club in the summer and the summer clinics. And you know, in the summer you'd go to I never went to them, but I mean, when I was in college, we like coached them and you'd coach like the OSU golf camp and OU golf camp and all that stuff, and kids would come to that stuff. But like in cycling, especially in, in Oklahoma, there really is nothing to get kids into cycling until like recently. I mean, essentially. Yeah. So yeah. I can see like some super stud kids coming out in the mm-hmm. next, you know, probably 10 years from Oklahoma being like, cause they grew up that, that is was the sport they grew up doing, which is going to yeah. be super cool to watch. We hope, we hope so. We hope we'll get, get those
1: kids hooked and get them in. I mean, even some collegiate programs would be great, you know, and that, that reminded me, like when I was, when I first started teaching, I had a kid or a couple kids that I taught that raced for a uh, old, old youth team called team powertrain. And there was like four or five kids in that, in that program that raced locally. And one of my students, when I was hanging off the back of the Wednesday night ride, you know, he drops back, he's like, how are you doing, Mr. Cold Breath? you know, and I'm like, not so good. And then, you know, he's like, okay, well, we're going to go back up to the front, you know? And so then they rip up to the front, like. It's no problem.
0: You're like shut you know? up.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then at that point, you know, the whole field like surges and stretches out, and then I'm flying off the back. You know, I'm like, man, these
0: kids are freaking animals. You know, <laughs> they are. So, and well, and you're and at this point, you're training those freaking animals. That's doing yeah. that to all the other old guys. So you, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're creating your own poison there.
1: Yeah, we're trying trying to push them. You know, and they they love the sport of cyclocross. I think just because it is, it's technical, and sometimes it's muddy and. You know, we we take good care of them and, and
0: want them to race well. So, well, I mean, I feel like cyclocross and mountain biking. I mean, as an adult, I feel like I'm playing. I feel like a child when I get to go do that. Yeah. And so for a kid, it's got to be just like next level, just like the best fun. Like it's like the other day I was riding uh, up to Lake Hefner and I ride past a, like a big field. And there was a little league out there, little league football out there practicing and it was raining. And oh, I'm like, yeah. these little dudes are having the time of their life. Football in the rain, like couldn't be any better. Yep. But it's like, like if you're playing, if you're racing cyclocross, mm-hmm. it's the best. You get to get Maybe. dirty and muddy and gross and mom can't gripe at you. And it's the best. Yep. Yep. For yeah, sure. That's awesome. So, I mean, how, and how old is your, your son? So Isaiah is um,
1: 15. So he's okay. racing 15,
0: 16. He's at the top of his age group okay. um,
1: and because he'll be 16 next year. And then and my daughter Addie is eleven.
0: Okay, and she races yep. as well.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. And this so, will be her first year at Nats, which is kind of exciting because Isaiah's first year at Nats was also Louisville when okay. he was ten or eleven. So,
0: so they're yeah. they're all in.
1: Yep. Yep. Does your wife ride? She, she does. Yeah. She's gotten okay. more into. She used to run quite a bit, but she's she's enjoying the sport more leisurely with her friends. Yep. And then like she went on this little this little bike packing trip with us the other day. So
0: yeah that's all to see and that's and that's how i feel about the Drummonds. you know like i've known them uh for a long time and mm-hmm. the the family affair um is such a cool thing in cycling um mm-hmm. especially when everybody's involved um and it may be even if like the one parent be it the husband or the wife may not race or is just like the number one supporter or cheerleader or or rides a little bit recreational like it's super cool to see an entire family mm-hmm. get to go because it's a lifelong situation. I mean. Skyler uh, last week when I did or two weeks ago, whenever um, his episode came out, like him just talking about getting to ride with his dad and like the experiences that they had together and all his memories of just riding bikes with his dad. I'm like, dude, that's so cool because I have all those memories of playing golf with my dad and my brother um, and us playing in tournaments together and goofing off. And so it's cool to see people staying fit and healthy and having these experiences on the bike as families, which is so cool because there's not many of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is it, it's not just about like cycling. We, you know, we get to go see new places together, you know, going to a city or, you know, in the summertime, it's like if we're in Colorado or something like that, you know, riding our bikes as a family in some, some new place. It's been, it's been great. So
0: cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we, we've talked on the flyers. We've talked on cross. Um, what do you have coming up? Like you personally, like race schedule, what are you doing this year? So
1: I'm I'm gonna try and race all the events that I can. Um, Some of the events I'll be timing as well, which is sort of another thing that I got into. And And I was gonna talk about your timing business. It's it's like uh I don't know, it's 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 good, but it's also terrible because it's just one more thing on my plate that I'm not, you know. It's I always feel like really great and really in shape until the season starts, and then I'm running 50 different ways and I'm not on my bike, and which is okay, you know, because as as much as I love riding, just being involved in the sport helps as well. You know, but um we've got the the OKGP coming up. Um we're gonna take some of our flyers, like I said, to Trek Cup and then to uh to Sensi, and then we'll have our first uh series race in Enid. So the OKGP is essentially an Oklahoma Grand Prix that we created about five, I think it's been five or six years now, that tries to just play on all of our all of our great cross venues. And get people to race consistently because we, you know, we provide them with a a jersey and shorts if they win. Um, We've got a nice custom kit
0: that we designed. First off, I'm gonna say because Troy, I I hate to give Troy Cowan a shout out. I hate it. Did he win one? He got one. He won one, or he stole it. That could be the case. I'm not sure which. Somebody might (laughs) have. Maybe Drummond gave him his. I don't know how it happened. But the other day I rode with Troy, and he showed up, and I was like dude, that's a good looking kit. He's like, Oh, and it's, you know, it was a state championship kit. And I was like, yeah, that's like really good looking. That's like the best state championship kit I've ever seen in my life. Like it's really good. And he's like, I know, like, I actually want to wear it like in public. And I'm like, damn, yeah. cross, cross kits are like really nice. That's really good. The first good. year we had, we did those people were asking if they could buy them. And I was like, yeah. man, I, I mean, I wish, but, but that would kind of defeat the purpose. Kind of. You got it. You can, you yeah. can spend a lot of money trying to buy one.
1: That's yeah. right. That's right. They, yeah. yeah.
0: They are so good looking.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We do a different color each year. Uh this year, uh we'll probably release it soon, but it's it's got like that Coors Light theme kind of. It's 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 kind of like a three-tone with that little yellow and then uh the blue and red. So it Who looks good. I like it. Uh well, I I think I designed them if I remember <laughs> right. Uh but but I basically sent some images to LEL and said, "You know, I wanted to, to incorporate some Oklahoma themes and they sent me a few different examples that were you know with the buffalo on there and yeah. and we kind of came up with some um that design so now i just tell them like this is the color palette okay. and they just
0: transition it into that same kit well while talking about kits who designs your flyers kits because they're cool looking too
1: so yeah uh, one of our parents um is, jake? Uh, is jake beeson yeah okay <laughs> yeah and he's man he's phenomenal like well we were just spitballing ideas one i think it was actually last year at cincinnati i had seen this image and i was like i was like this would be really cool you know He's like, yeah. He's like, well, what if we made it 3D, you know? And so then we, we, you know, he's building some stuff and designing it, and man, he's just done a great job. He's, you know, if you have
0: an idea, he'll he'll run with it and make it look good. The, they are the the flyers kids are super cool looking. And when I saw them, I was like, this feel like because I I've met Jake this year from him crushing my soul on mountain biking, and <laughs> I was like. And I didn't know he painted. And then I saw his stuff on Instagram. I was like, huh. And then I went to Drummond's house and I saw this picture. I'm like, who did this picture? And he's like, Jake. And I'm like, yeah. And then I saw and I was like, he had to have something to do with those kits because they were good yeah. looking. So,
1: yep. he's done a great he's done great work. Our, you are our, uh, our cross kits are going to be are going to be awesome, too. They're coming out pretty soon.
0: So Nice. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see those. Um, well, so t- talking about your races, what are your big races that you have planned this year?
1: Uh, so I'm going to put on, uh, three races this year. We've got, uh, two days of flyers cross, okay. which that's kind of a fundraiser for our flyers, but also just another local race. Uh, we'll do two days of ruts and guts, which is around Thanksgiving. And then this year we're going to step out and try and, um, try and loop Arkansas into the series. I'm going to help Chris Drummond or may put on, they're going to help me. We'll put it that way, put on a race in Bentonville. So okay. cool. I've wanted to do this for a while, but it's, it's difficult over there because there's so much rock. Um, Um, There's just no real big open parks with really great grass. So we're going to try and we found a venue that we think is going to be really great. And he's putting on his practice events over there. So they're going to burn in some lines and okay. Yeah. 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 So that was another thing that's great this year is seeing, you know, not only um, Chris and Bentonville working to get a practice series off the ground, but also Oklahoma city, you know, just, just letting people get a taste of cyclocross. And again, and kind of bringing that back
0: yeah i will say like i know chad was a little bit hesitant in talking to some people um i know like you know people had signed up for the series and you know at wheeler and stuff and I, and I don't think he's had too much pushback from people that are like oh well i don't get my last month of racing or whatever and i haven't talked to him specifically but i don't think that he's had too much pushback maybe one or two people mm-hmm. um but you know like I don't do crits. I'm never getting a crit. I don't want to taste the concrete and it's just a matter of when, and I'm, I'm out, you know, um, I go down and watch them and drink a beer and it's great. Um, yeah. But when he started doing this, I'm like, well, I'll sign up. And you know, so I think, I know there's a handful of people that have signed up to do these that would never have done the crits and mm-hmm. the course it's flat and it's just, you know, turny and it's not technical at all, which coming from the mountain bike side, I wish it was more technical because it would be a little bit more, um, helpful for, for us, and, sure. but, for what we have to work with he's they've done a great job and more importantly it's been a blast like mm-hmm. everyone has so much fun like mm-hmm. everyone the first week um we hadn't had rain in forever in the first week like in the middle of our race it just starts dumping and it rained for like yeah. 20 minutes and it was like it was a blast like everybody yeah. had fun the second week we had the fireball hand up set the start finish line every lap and that was fun and then um this week they added a little bit new Part of the course and add barriers this week. So mm-hmm. dude, sitting out and watching because here's the thing. I'm not any good and I own it and it just is what it is. So I wear yeah. costumes every week. Yeah. So I, I've decided like if we're gonna look stupid and ride Make stupid, it fun Yeah, we should look <laughs> stupid. So I've decided an outfit every week. Um, but watching roadies do barriers. Oh yeah, it's great. Gold, gold, <laughs> like absolutely the highlight of my week. This week yeah. has been watching, well, um, like watching a handful of the roadies who have never even come close to doing it. You people just tipping over, like, mm-hmm. and, and they they <laughs> like um Dempsey, who mm-hmm. the dude is like the fa- one of the fastest dudes in the state. Mm-hmm. Watching him go over barriers was amazing, and he owned it. Like <laughs> one time he came through, and Sean McMichael was a, a local guy, like was beside him and he picked up it and carried his bike and Sh- Sean carried his bike and Dempsey's bike across the barrier. <laughs> everybody's just owning it having a great time. And yeah. that's what I think cross is about, um, yeah. especially at this time of year. And so yeah. it's really good to see people just like let loose and just chill out and just enjoy kind of the off season, the fall season mm-hmm. and for the ones that want to take it serious. I mean, we have some people are out there like, for real practicing and really trying to hone Mm -hmm. skills and race hard. And it's cool to let them have the opportunity to do that. But it's also Mm -hmm. fun for people to drink a beer and watch and goof off and just enjoy a bicycle. I agree. Yeah, I agree.
1: I I think that's, that's again, that's the best part of cross, you know, I mean, yes, the racing's hard, but afterward the camaraderie and the, and the heckling and the enjoyment of, you know, the sport. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the thing that the group here doesn't know that part of it
1: (laughs) because it hasn't been around
0: kind of in their, group and like in their yeah. generation kind of and yeah. so we sat on the corner and heckle and no everybody's just like <laughs> so hopefully they'll get to go to a race and they'll experience like oh no cyclocross is about talking <laughs> crap to all the riders it's yeah that's how you support them you don't cheer you give them a hard time <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i told
1: chad too if you guys whenever you finish you know if any oklahoma city racer wants to come over you guys you
0: guys can have free entry at our Tuesday night practice. So if well, I have know. it written down to ask you the details so I can, we can recap that. Um, and then I can put in the show notes and stuff because I would love for some people to come up there and do it just to have fun and, and yeah. get out and do something. So I, I definitely want to, so when it, what are the details of your Tuesday night practices? Every
1: Tuesday, September and October. Okay. Um, they start at five thirty with our C race and okay. they end at dark. So okay. I post a schedule every week on our Facebook page just because as time time on your flyers changes. page. No, it's um, the page is either CXXC or it's, I think it's CXXC because in the spring we do a short track series. Okay. Um, yep. Is that CX, on
0: Insta?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, just on Facebook. Facebook. Okay. Yeah. CXXC, CXXC practice
0: XC on Facebook. You yep. get the details there. Okay. So mm-hmm. is when the C race starts and we can get the court, like the details of where it's at and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'll put a it's link a great,
1: it's a great park. It's a great venue. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's difficult terrain. We also, that's where ruts and guts is held. So oh, some nice. people may have already seen that park or that venue, but, uh, yeah, it's good. It's really
0: good. Okay. Cool. And you run that through the end of October.
1: Yep. And until okay. they, until they, uh, canceled, you know daylight savings right now October at the end of October yep
0: okay cool um when does the first cross race start in the series I got the email today like I said and I'm gonna put that in the show notes. so your yours will have several show notes so I'm sorry um, my son,
1: my son just came in the garage
0: oh no you're loud when is the uh, first uh cross race of the series uh it's the Enid, first cross
1: right? race I think is October 29th it's okay.
0: uh gonna be in. Enid. okay Enid October 29th okay yep so, and that's a that's not a far drive for Oklahoma City folks. So they have no excuse.
1: It's a great yeah. course too. Christian uh, does a great job setting up the course. You know, for uh, for for what Enid has, there's there's some good climbing. There's some fast sections. Yep.
0: Interesting. And we I saw uh, the uh, gobble cross is back.
1: It is gobble cross is back. Uh, it's it's uh, it's not part of the series. They're not really. They're not doing it at Couch Park. They're doing it, something out at the lake. Okay. Um, I feel like it has more of a truffle shuffle vibe, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that. Gotcha. Um, kind of just, they said they were just like uh, just for fun,
0: mm-hmm. just trying to make it organic. So yeah, it's back. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, really, truly, I mean, there's not, we don't have them necessarily in Oklahoma city, but there is going to be, I mean, gosh, what probably six, seven days, eight days of racing around
1: the yep. area. Yep. Okay. We've got seven total events between uh, Enid. Uh, then we have, uh, two days of flyers cross. We've got um, rock the Mohawk. We've got Bentonville. We've got two days of uh, Ruts and guts. So.
0: Okay, so plenty, yeah. plenty, and then you got another five weeks of practices between Wheeler and your Tuesday night practice mm-hmm. and gobble I mean, that's enough racing. Yep, yep. <laughs> in, yeah. yeah, and
1: then we'll we'll host the state championship again down in Sherman, Texas. Uh, we do like a border battle with with Texas, Oklahoma, Interesting. Texas.
0: Yeah, so it's fun too. Oklahoma State Championship is in Texas. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, as close as we can get to Oklahoma, we've we've kind of always worked with Jeff down there um, uh-huh. when he started Resolution Cross, and we wanted to kind of just try and encourage people to, to more people to race together. You know, not that's everybody right. from Texas wants to drive to Tulsa, and vice versa. Yeah. So um, the venue's fun, and and he and I kind of tag team building the course, so we have our own little
0: sections. But gotcha. That's good. Well, and then to highlight your other adventure, which we just kind of touched on is your timing business. How many yeah. how many events do you do timing for?
1: Man, I don't know. It's 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 grown. So it's been good. About I feel like it's been about at least once a month. Wow. Um you know I'm I'm but then crit season I was helping out with some crits. I was helping out with some um our we have a oh a circuit race that happens in the spring. You know, uh, Andy picked me up for Rule of Three, which that's been a really fun event to be a part of, just to be out there with all the craziness. I did
0: it this year for the first time. I did the 50, and that was truly one of the top five events I've ever done in my life, from start to finish. Yeah. The 50
1: is the way to go, I feel like, because you still have the energy to to hang out and party. Some of those 100-milers come in, and they're just ready to go lay down, you know?
0: We camped. And we stayed out there the night after the race and camp that night too. And mm-hmm. watching people roll in after dark, I'm like, yeah, what? They have been out there for so long. Like, yeah, mis- first off, I can't imagine being on some of those trails at night, like, Oh, I know, no especially on a road bike or yeah. a gravel bike. And like, I mean, they have got to be so miserable. Like the yeah. 50 is 100% <laughs> the way to go at rule of three. It's a blast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So and then are you doing? Uh, are you I, and you did the six hour? I think we talked at uh, the six hour last year. At, oh at yeah. Sunderburg. So you do a couple of mountain yeah. bike timing events.
1: Yeah, helping those guys out with that. Uh, the great thing about mountain bike and um, you know also rule of three and some of those gravel events is you can use those passive tags. So the bib number mm-hmm. has the the chip in it. Crits and things like that are a little more intensive just because you have to make sure every racer has a, a transponder on their fork. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's fun. It's great to be. Like I said, I just love. You know, hanging out with all my friends. Uh, you know, and, and Tulsa is an interesting place too, just because our river trail. You know, people that I might see once a week, I you know, at a at a at an event, I will see three or four times a week riding down the river trail. You know, so you've got like three hundred of your closest friends, sort of in the community. Really, it feels like, and you and you get to see
0: them all the time. So, Man, yeah, I love it. Your like life is a hundred percent revolved around the bicycle
1: yeah my wife tells me that regularly she's yeah, like
0: I get it. I, I this understand. all we're
1: gonna do i'm like i feel like it i mean i'm not i'm not doing drugs okay so. <laughs> i mean
0: i can see the background yes that's all you're gonna do. i mean i can see like yeah. i don't even know how many sets of wheels i see hanging from your ceiling right now
1: yeah and there's a whole row of bikes it's it's oh my gosh yeah we're we're trying to get a oh uh, like a clubhouse for our flyer stuff because we've got my, my garage
0: there's no room in it it's it's wild <laughs> So any, any donors out there that want to step up and help the flyers need some, they need a clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's jump in since you've only, you've listened to a couple episodes. We do a segment called the yard sale. You're a mountain biker, you're a cross guy. You totally understand what yard sale is all about. So we're going to jump in. And the, uh, question that I ask everybody, uh, the first question, your favorite piece of equipment under a hundred dollars. probably a bar bag. Oh, what do you keep in your bar bag?
1: Snacks, <laughs> you know, bike tools. It's, it's one of those things where you could you can, uh, you can take the weight off sort of on a hundred mile ride or a gravel ride where you feel like you're like confident you have everything you need, but it's not stashed in your pockets, you know? huh.
0: So, what's, uh, what's your favorite snack?
1: Probably applesauce, like those little squeezy pouches. Uh huh. You know, like your little kids eat. Uh-huh. Um, Those are those are awesome because it's quick sugar. That and fig bars. Okay. You know the the little yeah.
0: Do you just do the the OG applesauce or you do the cinnamon applesauce?
1: Yeah, that any of those cinnamon <laughs> or the OG. My my least favorite. My wife gets the like the scramble packs, and you'll have one that you eat that has like banana mixed in or the strawberry mm-hmm. applesauce. I'm not a fan of the banana, um, but it, it it goes down. So I it's didn't good sugar.
0: Realized that they had like like gone out on the limb and really started oh yeah 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 you can try all the
1: they got i mean blueberry they've got really? all kinds of flavors yeah you okay
0: know. i gotta try it i have never heard that um what's the hardest event you've ever done
1: uh trying to think about that i would i would probably say washita challenge mm. um yeah, I know that was Drummonds also. And I was like, I, I mean, I can relate. I, I didn't go as fast, but by the time you get to the Womble Trail, which is the best segment, you're so blown. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I was I remember at the top of this climb on the womble section cramping so bad. I just had to pull over and then riders were coming up behind me, so I acted like I was stretching, you know, just <laughs> so I didn't look like a fool, you know. But and then they always put in that that like pavement section, which you, you can just go fast enough at the end, you know, without blowing up. And then you got to hit that, that kicker into the finish line.
0: I feel like I, that's probably my hardest event. I've never done that event. I've wanted to do it, but I've never been in shape to do it. And this year I was like, I'm going to be in really good shape at that time of the year. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be gone uh, uh, and won't be able to do it, but I really want to do it. But everybody I talk to has the same story that you and Drummond are like to yeah. so miserable. It's so hard. Like talk about how awful it is, but I'm like, well, now I, I don't think I should do it. But. No, you should. I mean, I'll go back and do it. I was surprised to hear Drummond say he would, ne- he would never do it again or
1: doesn't want to do it again. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I like it just for the experience, you know? I mean, yeah. and that's that speaks to just cycling in general. There's not many sports where you can just unwind yourself to complete oblivion, you know? Like, when you're running, eventually you just have to stop running, you know? But when you're riding, you can coast and then go a mm-hmm. little more and coast, you know, walk your bike up a hill. It just – it eventually – you know just comes to an end but uh, you can definitely you can definitely hurt
0: yourself on the bike outside of turkey what's your favorite trail uh
1: man we wrote a new one and i can't even think of the name of it now uh in bentonville after rule of three sam pickman took us out on um it's called hand cut hollow but it's yep. um it's actually a segment across the road from Handcut hall. I think it's up there, but we did a big loop. It was awesome. I mean, really? it, it, yeah, it was just a beautiful day. Probably, probably, you know, one of those banner days, just sun was just right. Cool temperatures, you mm-hmm. know, probably that or, or the Womble trail, just cause I, I've, I've done that ride a few times and then took my son out there, you know, camping one weekend and we did the whole thing. And, it's just a a classic great trail that's always hold a place in my heart since that's where I kind of started riding.
0: What, what's your favorite event you've ever gone to?
1: Probably um, maybe the first year I did mid South where there was just enough mud that we had, we we probably walked five miles, but there was a point where, you know, you had to stop and make sure your chain was good, stop and make sure everything was clean. And it was a big accomplishment to finish. You know, because right. um, a lot of people didn't finish, so mm-hmm. that was that was probably my most rewarding ride or race. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay.
0: Um, man, this could go any direction. What's your what's your dream bike?
1: Man, that's that's uh, probably a Moots or an Ericsson. Oh. Uh, I've I've seen some nice Merlins too, but I just yep. love the clean titanium. You know, uh, just clean lines, really
0: nice. I'd love to own one of those. I'm, I'm I'm sorry to say I don't know if you've seen it, but I saw today on the Escape Collective that Moots <laughs> came out with that e bike. Was it an e bike?
1: Yeah, yeah. They there. I read the thread, man. There was not a single positive comment. Everybody was like,
0: "What is happening? <laughs> what are they thinking?" Like, I, I, I know, mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what. <laughs> it, like, the, the, they did the thing the other day for the, and I get it. and I understand. I think it's a great idea for the people that are really tall, having the bigger wheels like i was mm-hmm. like oh, oh yeah that was awesome yeah i was like i think that's genius i think that's a great uh-huh. idea someone who's yep. five foot should not ride the same size tires and bike and all things and somebody's six five i get it that's wonderful but yeah. moots with an e-bike that's yeah carbon yeah right i'm out i'm out, uh, I'm out. i know i know yeah too bad but I, do, I agree and <laughs> Moots and i you know i think uh was it that is what's the brand it's um there's sage titanium i think makes incredibly mm-hmm. beautiful bikes Um what's the firefly does some good ones is it, is it something 22 uh,
1: yes yes um they do nice whatever as it is. well
0: yeah beautiful mm-hmm. titanium bikes are beautiful so nice yep i agree um if you could go on a group or, or a bike ride say you can pick one two or three people dead or alive who would it be they don't even have to be people that would ride bikes just who would you want to go ride a bike with?
1: oh man Mm -hmm. probably David Goggins I don't follow him that much Mm -hmm. you know but I know he's the kind of guy that likes pain and suffering it'd be fun to maybe maybe try something with him Um, yeah I'd like to do I'd like to do um, like almost an XL style event Um, either not maybe like a DKXL, or maybe there's a, there's an event like Breck Epic or yep. the BC bike race, like with my, with my son for sure. Oh, just cause we love riding, you know, love riding together and just, I kind of want to see where his limit is mentally, <laughs> you know, I events like that. To
0: find it at Breck Epic. I did the last three days at Breck back yeah. in 19. Take him to the last three days at Breck and you will find his limit on Wheeler pass. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee it.
1: Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. 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 And and then probably my other one would be my college buddy, um, Rob. He was always down. He was kind of the guy that got me hooked on mountain biking a little bit. But he was always down for whatever we we. He was the guy who at college I would call me like, "Hey man, you want to go to Turkey?" He's like, "Yep, let's do it." You know. So yeah. (laughs) Do you still stay in touch with him? We do. I do some. Yeah, he's up in um, Canada now. That's where he's from. So he he's up there living in Victoria. He does. He got into triathlons, which I was a little disappointed in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But then he then he started mountain biking more and, and road biking. So yeah, yeah,
0: I like it. And and to um, that,
1: you you reminded me with your break epic comment that that definitely was my favorite event. Was I did the the firecracker fifty, and oh, if you've never nice. done that one, you start the Fourth of July parade. Is is all the waves of the cyclist. So you roll down oh, Main Street God. and you high five like a thousand people before you go off onto the course. How cool and is that? It's one of those two where you you find your limit with elevation. For you know that though.
0: Yeah, dude. There's yeah, starting at ten thousand feet and then going up. Yeah, it's not a good place <laughs> for an Oki. Like yeah. let's just be honest. <laughs> we no did um, me, me and a buddy of mine that who I'm doing a race with later is um, we did. The Pikes Peak Apex last weekend um, in Colorado mm-hmm. Springs. And it's not as severe. Um, the first day I was there, I, I really struggled. Um, but the second day, you go up even higher. You started like around a little over, around 8,000 and go up to like 9,500. And it was hard, but you're climbing on like cheap roads mostly. Um, okay. And so it wasn't as brutal as anything in Breck. And you're, I mean, you, it's it's amazing that there's a difference between nine thousand feet and like ten thousand feet. It doesn't seem like there should oh, yeah. be that big of a difference, but it is wildly different. <laughs> yep, yep. it's rough. Yeah, it's rough. How high do you go up in the uh, firecracker?
1: Uh, so you're we were above treeline. So okay. I, I remember riding above treeline, past some snowbanks. So I'd yeah. say it's you know close to ten. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's wild. Like that's the only time I've ever done that in my life, and I honestly I have no interest in never doing it again. Because I, I, it's, it's awful. Like you can't, you can't do anything at all. Right. Especially right. coming from here. Uh, yeah. Cause we, yep. and, yeah. Up Wheeler, you go over twelve five twice. And I'm like, this is stupid. Like <laughs> in your walking, like it's just, it's miserable. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so you, you ride with a lot of kids and and get people into bikes. Let's just, we're going to do this a couple different ways. What would be your one piece of advice for a new mountain biker?
1: uh clip in i mean as soon as you can you know if you can that's i guess i i'm only able to have one piece of advice it would be you know it would be clip in as as soon as you can i think
0: uh yeah what would be your one piece of advice for a new cross racer so maybe they ride they've never done cross what would be the one piece of advice that you would say hey this is what you should do to to give cross a try
1: practice your dismounts (laughs) Yeah. You know, content consistently practice your dismounts because I mean, like you said, with those barriers, watching people get off a bike that have been riding bike a bike for years is hilarious. Sometimes they just it is. it's just <laughs> difficult, you know. There's a there's a whole balance to it with your body and the way the bike should shift or move. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it can get ugly sometimes. It's real fun to watch. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what you guys had those breakaway
0: at- barriers. Did, oh, and I'm going to throw Evan under the Which bus right now. Some people. I'm gonna yeah. yeah. I'm gonna throw Evan under the bus right now. So the last lap last night, they had like PVC barriers, and Evan yeah. exploded oh, this barrier, like <laughs> running across it. I don't know what he did, but it parts went everywhere. It was so bad. Yeah. Like the guy that was in charge of the barriers was just like holding up a pole. Like it was there was no putting it back <laughs> together. It was oh, good. Um, what would be your one piece of advi- advice for just a new person who just got a new bike and is just like wanting to get out and, and and get moving?
1: Destination rides, you know, I mean, we've, we, for Tulsa, we're lucky enough to have a river trail, you know, find your favorite coffee shop, your favorite lunch spot, uh, you know, five miles away, 10 miles away. There's no shortage of, of new destinations to ride to. So, you know, pick a spot that that you can get to and, you know, enjoy the ride, enjoy the, the experience of, you know, sitting on the porch, drinking a coffee or eating a sandwich, you know, and then getting to ride home. I think a lot of people, you know, take cycling as so much of it is there's an expectation that you have to be fast or good
0: or race or whatever, you know, and really it's just about physical movement and, and enjoying nature. I totally agree. I mean, that's my brother. He's a marketing freak and, and loves it. And that's one thing he always talks about. He's like all of the advertising, all the marketing and cycling is misery. Like guys <laughs> riding up a mountain, their faces look terrible. They're in the rain. They're covered in mud. He's like, I don't see anything that's like fun, happy hanging out with the boys. Like he's like, you see a golf advertisement or a beer advertisement. It's in the backyard playing cornhole, high five your buddies. Cycling is the other way. He's like, I don't, that doesn't make you want to get into it. Like right? It makes certain people want to get into it, but not the masses. Like, yeah, it should be fun. Like my favorite times are setting out there, dressing like a dumbass and drinking a beer <laughs> with the guys and the ladies afterwards and watching people look like fools walk over barriers. Like that's the yeah. best part. No doubt. that's yeah. what I think should be sold to people mm-hmm. because it is fun. It doesn't have to be hardcore and serious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Most of that marketing I think is for sure toward the, toward the casual racer probably to get them in more. Yeah. Yeah. But there are, yeah, there, there is definitely an arm that needs to be relatable to, to those people that are looking for, you know, just
0: getting out. Agree. Um, well, is there anything that we didn't cover you want to chat about?
1: Man, I don't think so. Um, I just want to keep the sport growing. You know, we, I love, I love cycling. I love cyclocross, um, you know, to everybody
0: out there who rides a bike, you know, like you said, try something new. Yeah. What's it it going to look like? So, yeah. I mean, and speaking from someone kind of on the outside that gets to enjoy what the people like you do, I want to say thank you very, very, very much because if it wasn't for a handful of people in our community in Oklahoma in general, I mean, very few things would exist. So, I mean, I speaking for the Tulsa people, I'm going to say, go ahead and say thank you. But I mean, for the Oklahoma City people who like to do things in the dirt, um, I greatly appreciate what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the generation of, of kids that are going to be coming out in the next 10 years are going to really thank you as well. So um, thanks for all that you guys do up there. And, and hopefully we can get some OKC folks up there. We can get the cross scene going again because it is a good time. Yep. Um, and it is it is a party. Uh, it's it's tough and it's hard, but you don't have to race. You can go out and yell at people and make fun of them. That's just yeah. as fun as well. So exactly. Uh, so I appreciate what you guys are doing up there. And I'm, I'm sure I'll see you at a race soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, bud. I appreciate it.